Hey everyone, welcome to the first ever I Define the Future podcast. My name is Jeff Ryan, also known and perhaps better known as Ella's dad. And the goal of this effort is to bring you updates about what is going on in the world of Kleistra syndrome. So this is meant for caregivers, family, loved ones, just about anybody uh, that really wants some insights into the current happenings of things in the world of Kleistra. So let's dive in because there's some really, really cool things that have been happening recently. So last week, our chief scientific officer, Eric Sheff and I, were invited out to the rare entrepreneur boot camp held by Ultragenics. It was phenomenal. It was a, a three-day intensive workshop where we met with drug developers and venture capitalists, understood further the modalities surrounding treatments. And it was a really, really impactful experience. And one of the, the ways that the, the initiative launched was Eric and I had to give a presentation about why Kleistra was important. Why, why is it important to drug companies or, or why is it an important investment opportunity for somebody? And one of the key takeaways was many of you all know that there's roughly seven to 10,000 rare diseases out there, depending on who you ask. And 95% of them do not have any sort of FDA approved treatment. So that's a problem. And one of our goals that I define is to develop a treatment. So in, in thinking through this presentation, you know, it was a very, you know, performative experience. It wasn't just me talking to you as a parent to another parent or as a parent to a caregiver or interested researcher. It was a very kind of performative experience and it was kind of uncomfortable, frankly. We had to focus on our, our stage positioning and dinosaur arms and inflection in our voice. And really, you know, I'm not really a performative person. Uh, and so it was a little bit uncomfortable, but I think the content development of what the, the exercise forced Eric and I to go through was incredibly valuable. And one of the big takeaways was for Kleefstra, we have the gene, we know it. EHMT1, we know the gene that's causing this disorder. And we also have a path to treatment. We do have a pretty clear path. So yes, we need to fund some studies. We need to do some extra work to verify and validate those things. But we do have a path which positions us ahead of so many of these other rare diseases. And that was that was a really you know profound takeaway for me that we're, there's a lot of work to be done, but we are on the right track. And, and kind of speaking to that track, the, the CEO of Ultragenics, Emil Kakis, gave this really kind of keynote introductory, uh, introductory talk for the conference. And he was talking about the drug development process. You know, Ultragenics has done this. They, they're partnered with Angelman Syndrome, the group called FAST right now, on actually going through clinical trial and getting treatments to patients. And so he's very familiar with the process. The process is a long one. Right, so we're on this journey. There's so much to do. It can be overwhelming at times. There was times where I was sitting in that conference last week and I was like, whoa, okay. Maybe we stepped a little bit too far into the deep end roll. Um, but you know, quickly you know, that, that went away because as Emil talked, he was saying, you know, don't look at the totality of everything that we have to do. Focus on the next step. And really, I think that's kind of a takeaway that I would, I would like to have for, for this episode today. And just to be able to keep uh, front and center as we move forward is, yes, there's these, these big goals that we want to reach. But sometimes just taking that next step means progress. 
And as long as we're progressing, we're going to get to where we want to go. There is a treatment out there for cleave strip. I know it in my heart of hearts. And as long as we keep progressing forward towards that treatment, we'll get there. So let's back up the, the rare entrepreneur bootcamp. It was amazing. I mean, honest to God, there was probably 20 other rare disease organizations out there. Again, those, those researchers who were talking about the different modalities of treatment from small molecule to ASO to gene therapy, it was all kind of orchestrated by this incredible woman, Yael Weiss. And Yael has been uh, kind of a soundboard for our organization for some time now. She used to be the VP of business development for Ultragenics and has since launched her own company focused on rare disease and drug development. And she put together this, this incredible conference to inform and educate patient advocacy organization leadership on how to take an idea of a treatment and take it all the way through the process to approval. And so there was governance and regulatory discussions. There was finance, venture capital funding. There was so much going on at the conference. And, and one of the reasons why I'm actually doing this podcast is because uh, Mike Raglia of Syngap and, and Effie Parks from uh, Once Upon a Gene podcast were like, you guys have to do a podcast. And I was saying, you know, to my point before, I'm not really a performative person. And so this is a little bit outside my comfort zone, but I do see incredible value of coming to our community and keeping you informed in, in this kind of a channel rather than just a newsletter or social media. Sometimes you know, having more kind of a conversation uh, it is an effective uh, way to communicate. So hopefully you'll find the value as well. Um, but, you know, the, the conference was a big step forward for us. I really feel like Eric and I have an advancement in our knowledge and the path continues to crystallize. Again, as I referenced before, we have the gene. EHMT1 is this incredible master switch gene that is causing all these kind of challenges. And if we can figure out through a treatment how to get ahead of that and keep seizures from happening or keep regression from happening or, or you know, help with some of the sleep challenges and behavioral challenges that our, our loved ones experience, that would be incredible. And that's one of what's one of our, our, our main priorities. So, um, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was really insightful and I'm excited to be included in that community. And I look forward to continue to build those relationships moving forward. Uh, now it's, how do we take what we've learned and put it into action? How do we take these kind of research next steps? What is the next step on our, on our radar? And that's, you know, something Eric and I are working on behind the scenes because I hear regularly, about the pain points of the community and, and how you know, we need help. And so I always ask the question, what can we do? What is the next step that I can do? What's the next step our community can do? And you've heard us beat this drum over and over and over again, because it's the reality of the situation. It's data. It's an understanding of this condition. It's the development of endpoints and biomarkers so that if we get a, a drug developed, what are we trying to improve? If sleep improves, is that enough? If behavior improves, if, if, if regression is eliminated. So the only way to do that is we need to establish a baseline through our data collections. And that's where rare X comes in. You know, you as, as a patient advocate can report on what's taking place and inform clinicians and researchers further about this condition. All Stripes is another one where we can gather the clinically reported data and then pull these two together to develop this robust, rich data set where we have a better understanding of our condition. 
And so there's also the point of, of how many patients do we have? I see a lot of, of those questions posed within the community chat boards. And I think at the end of the day, we, we need to kind of pause and, and, and level set and, and, and launch a new effort. And I think we've done that. We've developed recently the Kleistra Syndrome Worldwide Map. It lives on the iDefine website. I'm trying to work with other organizations throughout the globe about putting it on their website because it's really an international effort. And let's take a census of the current population count of folks with Kleistra Syndrome. So we hear numbers of, of roughly 400 in the US, 1,000 worldwide. Dr. Kleistra believes the prevalence to be more like one in 25,000, which would indicate a quarter million people worldwide having Kleistra. So we're not there yet, but it would be amazing if everybody could raise their hand and be counted. Because guess what? That's when people take notice of your condition. When they say an engaged community, when they see the numbers, you know, at the end of the day, for us to develop some sort of a treatment is going to be a numbers play where it has to be commercially viable. There has to be a return on the investment because it's going to take millions of dollars and we're going to have to partner with the company at some point to be able to push this forward. And they just need to have the assurance that the community is engaged and is, is, is hungry for this treatment to eliminate these kind of awful conditions that are associated with, with Kleistra. So participate, data collection, raise your hand, be counted, help us understand the condition more. What are your pain points? When do they occur? What's the, what are the, the catalysts for those things on setting as it relates to regression? You know, we, we, we hear a lot about it, but we don't really firmly know. And the only way for us to know is to share that information. So if there's a next step takeaway from this discussion today, it is to participate in those data collection efforts. If you have any questions about it, please reach out. Other next steps is, is, is things that are on the radar. What's happening? Uh, we actually have a fundraiser here in Greenville, South Carolina, this Saturday, April 30th, that uh, I'm hosting. Uh, and we have a number of KS families coming in from around the country, which I am super excited about because uh, in this virtual world, I have never actually met another patient with Kleefstra syndrome. And so we have a number of them coming in. So I can't wait for Ella to meet several of her KS friends this weekend. We're going to have a barbecue festival with live music and all these things going on. Uh, one of the coolest things about the, the event, in my opinion, is that we're going to have this sensory safe place so that, you know, if our kids are just getting overloaded left and right, they'll be able to go to this kind of quiet area at the event site, which if you've ever taken your kid to, to an event, you can appreciate it. I think we have a unique perspective on what it takes to, to get our kids out to an event like this and to be able to have that safe space is really special. So we're doing that uh, this weekend. So I'll be out there all day tomorrow. And then Saturday is the big day and, and all the proceeds raised, which we've got some great sponsors are going to benefit our efforts at iDefine. So it's a big fundraiser. Another thing that's uh really kind of on the radar right now and registration is open till May 15th is the Kleefstra Syndrome Conference that we're having outside of Chicago in Naperville, Illinois on June 23rd to 25th. So you gotta register, you gotta register. Right now we have 108 folks coming, which is incredible. Um, so what the kind of, the, the, the purpose of the conference is certainly to gather more information about the day-to-day -day management of KS. We're gonna have all these different breakout rooms that are relevant to just the day-to-day -day lift required from us as parents and caregivers of caring for someone with, with Kleistra syndrome. And so that'll be really informative, but I think just as important is that sense of community, that sense of belonging that we're gonna foster by bringing the community together. And so 
We're going to have, uh, you know, a, a check-in night where we're going to have a pizza party. The Saturday is going to be all very kind of loosely organized where we can do a cookout. And again, we're really focused on the families being able to spend time with one another, share stories, convene, support. It's going to be really important. So again, what we're trying to do is have all the registrations for this conference in by May 15th. That way we have enough time to communicate with our partners on expected attendance, set up all the kind of inner workings that it takes to put on this conference. So thank you to those who are participating and helping out uh, build this thing out because it's certainly not me. It's not a singular effort. There's a number of folks pitching in and helping Julie Drake, Mike Goff, Mindy Kramer, Becky Libby, and several others are all participating and helping uh, build this out. So we're looking forward to that. Um, outside of that, there's going to be a number of other fundraisers throughout the year and events. We have It Takes a Village coming back on May 7th. Uh, my wife will actually be communicating with leadership from the uh, SETBP1 and Coolin DeVries Syndrome Foundations. So again, it, there's just as much similar about some of our conditions as there is differences. The differences get a little bit more granular, but as far as what we experience day to day, there's a lot of shared challenges. And so let's leverage those resources. Let's, let's, let's collaborate with other organizations. And my wife is a special education teacher. So she has a unique perspective of both the teacher and admin side of IEPs, as well as the parent side. So she's just going to offer some insights as it relates to IEPs. And then on May 29th, I know Laura Slamkowitz, who is kind of one of what our community outreach organizers is is putting together a teen and adult chat we had one already and i attended for the first few minutes where you know these teens and adults with cleaster syndrome were communicating and interacting with one another it was really special it was really really neat to see and so great job laura on, on that effort if you have any other events that you're building out or interested in certainly reach out to us unlock at idefine.org and let us know how we can help you, how we can support you. If you're wanting to do a fundraiser, let us know about that. We can certainly offer support where necessary. And yeah, so we're gonna to continue to, to offer these episodes where we bring you the latest and greatest on Cleaster Syndrome. If you have any questions or if you have any topics you'd like to discover or, or discuss, then certainly reach out and we look forward to seeing you.